What radio, the music you want. With your host, he's Dan. Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby! (laughs) What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time! djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you could have me at your next event you know i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained let me entertain you are you not entertained make your next thing a big one speaking of entertainment today on the program i have randy o'neill oh you know randy o'neill she's the americana singer out there in the pennsylvania area the the uh, the I don't know if it's Philly, but uh, somewhere around there in the land of liberty, in, in uh, I guess one of the oldest states, one of the original 13 colonies. And uh, there's a lot of history in Pennsylvania. And there's a Randy O'Neill out there. And you're going to get to hear a little bit more about this great singer songwriter in the next few minutes. So stick around. Very excited. This week's shows. Let's see. Oh, I have two. Count them. Two public shows. That means you get to be a part of it as well. It's the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam, first on Friday night at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It's my usual Friday night gig. You'll find me there, I don't know, around 48 weeks out of the year, 48 Fridays out of the years, give or take here and there, sometimes more, sometimes less, but yeah, quite a few Fridays you'll find me over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas from 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open. Good food. Delicious food. Oh, try the food. I can't say it enough. Can I say it one more time? Try the food. It's uh, the owner of the, the new owner of the Rab owns the, the Italian restaurant and they're Armenian, if I'm not mistaken. And they're, man, good cooks. Uh, they send me home with a little, a little meal every night. And I'm mm, very thankful for the food at the Rab. They got a pool. They got uh, pool tournaments. Uh, let's see, ten diamond style pool tables, and they got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool, playing pool, and possibly make some money while you're doing it, I encourage you to check out the Rab Conway, Arkansas, and the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam. You're the stars of the show. You provide the entertainment. I'm just pressing buttons. Let me press a button for you, and then uh, you can get them dancing on the dance floor. Yeah, we got a big giant dance floor just for you. And then on that's uh that's Friday night, eight eight PM until twelve thirty in the AM, the Rab Conway, Arkansas. And then on Saturday, Saturday, I will be at the Choctaw VFW for Veterans Day. Very excited about that. Very honored to be a part of the Veterans Day celebration. And um yeah, it's a video dance party, karaoke jam. They got pool tables, they got uh they got a, a full bar. They got, of course, the, the good bar snacks, good bar food. Uh, I'm sure it's like nachos and stuff like that, but they're delicious nachos. I, I think I've had the nachos there. I'm pretty sure I have, but they got a big dance floor and the video dance party, karaoke jam. You provide the entertainment once again. Plus, being at the VFW, you get to hear those stories from the veterans. Oh, my goodness. Every time I go in there, there's a, a veteran that... That's holding court, 
you know, telling stories about, um, you know, the armed forces and the good that they do. It's not, hey, it's not all horror. It's not all a horror story uh, being part of the armed forces. You know, there's a lot of help to be done. You know, people that have have been through tragedies and travesties. Uh, The armed services have their battalions that uh, help to reconstruct. So uh, if there was no more war, I think we could use those resources still. Those uh, those fine men and women of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. <laughs> and you get to hear them all over at the Choctaw VFW Saturday night, Veterans Day. Hey, how are you celebrating your Veterans Day? How are you recognizing your veterans? I'm sure, I'm sure most people know uh, at least one or two veterans. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, On Saturday night is from 8 p.m. until 1230 as well at the Choctaw VFW. All right, let's get into it with Randy O'Neill. I got her on Skype. So if you're listening to the the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys dance. Skyping Randy O'Neill now. Well, look who's in my face. It's Randy O'Neill. You know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what to pre-name this because I, I was trying to figure out, okay, which song is uh, is catchy? And they're all so catchy. Uh, Randy O'Neill, you got a lot of songs that are, all right, you'd call them. No, they're not country. They're not folk. They're maybe Americana. That that might be the, the, the small box that I put your big self in. But the um, the Don't Tell Mama song is the one that I found that was just so fun, so much fun. And, and, and there's a lot of fun songs out there. A lot of them are, are those those picking and grinning and, and just good, te- good hometown fun, walking the streets, doing your thing. But then there's a few that tell stories. But Randy O'Neill, I, I think I'm getting way ahead of myself. How's your day? How are you? Well, it's gotten really, really good. Uh, you just, you just uh, warm my heart. You really do that. You like my music so much. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate you, all you do for music. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's the, uh, you know, all I do is I get to press buttons. I used to be able to, to take a record and put, put it on the, on the uh, turntable and then put the needle on the record. Nowadays, I don't even get to do that. It's two turntables and a microphone, but they're digital wheels of steel. And that's what I get to do. I don't even get to play CDs anymore. I remember. I know. I still make them, though. I still make them because I still want this. Yes. You know, I still want it in my hand. Yes, the tangible feel. That, you know, uh, back in 86, when I was just a, a little baby DJ and, uh, you know, just getting out of high school and really getting into the, the show business, uh, there was a... A spot that I used to go to, a record store. And whenever I pulled up, oh my goodness, the owner had my number. Oh, he knew if I was going into the video game parlor that was next to the record store, he knew, no, 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 Dan, come over here. I got some new platters for you to sample. Come on over. Maybe they were Randy O'Neill platters. 
Maybe, but not in 86. You're not that old. You haven't been making music that long. You're just a wee tot, a wee little little baby girl. <laughs> but I'm glad to have you on my screen. And if you're, if you're listening to the audio version of this, my loyal listener, check out the video because you'll see the beauty, the beauty right there next to me, right there. <laughs> so give the people an idea of who you are, Randy O'Neill. Um. I've, I've been on a journey, you know, um, I, people ask where my journey started and I, it has to be with my alcoholic parents. You know, I turned to music and guitar to get me through a lot of tough things. But one day I came home and my guitars were gone and I was wrecked and I went to the curb and I sat there and I was rocking and I said, you know what, I'm going to sing because they can't take my voice, you know? And it was after that that I started using lyrics and songs to get me through tough times and started to write my own stories. And when I started counseling, I wanted the message to be strong and empowering. Upbeat, but there's a message there that we're going to get through this. There are people there to help you and, um, you know, stay with it. Well, you you got... You got a, a, a bit of a, an accent, and I, I know you're going to tell me, I don't have an accent. You have an accent. You're from Miami. You got a different accent. Where are you from? Where, where was a little Randy O'Neill born? All right. I was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I had a really, I had a drawl then. You know, they, they talk, you know, funny in Pennsylvania. Then I started living in New Jersey, and I started getting a little Jersey. But now, six months ago, I moved back to Pennsylvania and I'm saying okie dokie a whole lot more than I ever have. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, whenever I answer somebody back, uh, it, it's uh, there's a lot of okie dokie out there. I don't know where I picked it up. I, I'm, like I said, I'm from Miami. So there's a big tourist town. There's a lot of uh, people that come from all over the world. So you pick things up. But Pennsylvania, uh, the one little bit of trivia that I saw today, the Liberty Bell has Pennsylvania written in properly. There's only one N on the Liberty Bell, Pennsylvania. Trivia. The wonder it's cracked. Ah, it, it was cracked before before it cracked. In, um, it was due before it rang. It was done. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, you know, Maybe hey. She never did. Yeah, well, you're from Pennsylvania. What part of Pennsylvania? Born and raised. Yeah, and one of our field trips, of course, growing up was, you know, Liberty uh, Franklin Institute and the Liberty Bell. You know, so... Those were our big outings. So we saw everyone's got to see the Liberty Bell. Well, things I only saw courtesy of Nick Cage and National Treasure. You know, oh, yeah, I got to I got to put that on the walking tour on the what makes you famous walking tour. Whenever, uh, you know, if what part what city in Pennsylvania are you in and give people an idea of what the good things to do in that part of Pennsylvania are. Okay, I'm in between Easton and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania right now. And this is a big music area. In August, you're going to be here during Music Fest, which is the biggest street music festival in the country. They have like eight stages going at once of free music. You're just walking around, eating, drinking, and going to see it. And if you want to, the bigger acts are over at the Steel Stacks. Then you have the Celtic Fest. You have the Bacon Fest last weekend. Bacon and five stages of music with bacon. Okay. Mm. So yeah. there is a lot to see. We have casinos here. Um, but, you know, come for the music, man, and come for the food. 
Have you had the pleasure of getting on one of those stages, Randy O'Neill? Okay, bone of contention with Music Fest. I was a volunteer there for a while. Like I would, you know, do a lot of behind the scenes, but I haven't made it onto the stage yet. And it's, I ask people, what do I have to do? And it's like an act of God. Like nobody seems to know, but it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, you've got your own stages, and, and these days you can make your own way. Uh, your YouTube page is extensive. Uh, it's uh, filled with uh, samplings, samplings of what Randy O'Neill can do, and not just on your own, but you also ha- work well with others. You have, you have a whole, uh, I mean, I saw there's a whole hour stream of you playing with a bass guitarist, and it's just fantastic. Uh, the Tuesday streaming a year ago, and you say... All right. It looks like nine years ago you really went hard on the um, on the on the YouTube page, but when COVID hit, that's when your creative juices started flowing. I mean, what was it about COVID? I know a lot of other artists have uh, you know found their muse because they were stuck in by themselves. But what was it about COVID that made Randy O'Neill go? One, my label dropped me, and I was like, "You kidding me? Right now?" I'm about to release music and I got a, my, my attorney's like, so what? We're going to do it anyway. And I put a team together and then my counseling kicked in and I knew if I was anxious, your amygdala kicks in. You don't think with your prefrontal cortex and you can't be creative. I had to calm that down. I had to and get creative. And that's what I did. I did some of my best writing, staring out the window and writing from prompts, you know, and it's really empowering to do that because you don't have to wait for life to happen. You could go, what if? Hey, that couple, they're having a fight. Oh, she's having an affair. You know, like you could just make it up and write a song about it. And that was really empowering for me. And of course, I had to put it on video because who else was going to see it? Okay. Well, Randy O'Neill, you keep saying uh, counseling and anxiety is that something that you battled with your whole life? I my my mother was an alcoholic and I really didn't know much until she got really on this podcast and she told me a story of what she was doing back in the 60s and even into the 80s. You know, things that that I probably shouldn't or wouldn't want to know, but she was into it and I I, I didn't I was naive or maybe I I didn't know what my mother and what my grandfather, he, he was alcoholic and he was battling with it as well. Do you feel like you have an addictive personality? I never touched the stuff. I had a half a beer once and I passed out. I don't want to get into it because I feel like I have an addictive personality. I feel like I can, if I start, I'm going to keep going. But uh, tell me about yours. Okay. Um, I, my stepfather was a mean, nasty drunk. Mean, nasty. I was abused in every way possible a woman can be abused. Okay. And it took me a long time to be confident and say, okay, parents are your end all image of you. I can create myself and my image and what I want to do. And it took a long time to do that. I didn't start playing guitar until 10 years ago, you know, so it took me a long time to get confident and really be able to stand there and, and tell my story in front of people. And part of that was helping others. You know, I went into counseling about, I don't know, 30 years ago, like um, working with teens uh, in addiction, helping them through it um, and giving back, you know, and I really, really enjoyed that. You know, it helped me 
help them. So well, that says and then a, a, I brought it full circle into my music. Yeah, that says a lot about you, Randy O'Neill, is once you take care of yourself, you take care of those around you, take care of your community. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be looking down on people unless you're picking them up to get them up to your level and maybe even pushing them up even higher, you know, as high as they can go. And that's fantastic. That's that's a good thing, uh, Randy O'Neill. That's a nice thing that people now know about you if they didn't know before. But um, you said you had guitars when you were a little a little girl, a little Randy O'Neill, and and then they got taken away. Tell me about the guitars you had when you were little, or or, or the instruments that you had when you were little. Were you playing? Yeah, you know what? They were just like ye old, you know, guitars. They weren't like Fenders or anything like that. But you know, I was learning. I was good. You know, and um, I started, you know, my mom would let me go for lessons, but then she's like, okay, we, we can't let you do this anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just keep playing. But one day they were just gone. And to me, that's the biggest fail for a parent when you don't support the dreams and what your kids are passionate about. To me, it was the biggest, I don't give a shit, you know, about my parents. And I actually finally wrote a song about it in my last album, Full Moon Rising, was called Daddy's Pride. My daddy never taught me pride, you know, and that's what you do when you don't support your kids. Oh, my you know? goodness. So, you know, hey, hey, little did they know they were become uh, become amused and become fodder for a song. You know, any any struggle, any experience that you have as a singer songwriter, you're going to turn it into a song. And that's it, it can happen. <laughs> And people got to know, they got to be careful with I you. I, I wrote a song called Sister, Sister, and I said, you guys should be thankful I'm not a comedian. You know what I mean? Like, I would have a whole routine on this. I said, right now. You said, right now what? You're just the, you're just the chorus, you know, instead of being the whole comedy routine. Yeah, so. Sister, Sister, there's a live performance there with a, a band. It looks like you have a group of people that that work well with you are they all pennsylvania or have you been all over this country well um depending on the size of the venue you know i'll put a band together i have some people i can pull together in new jersey pennsylvania i'm kind of starting from scratch I, the bass player when i toured down south i just had i took my bass player and we just had a blast you heard us you like he's got that go, going in the background and it worked out really really well so yeah i agree I completely had, one of the the greatest bands and i know i've said this on the podcast before so i apologize to my listener but down at tobacco road down in miami one of my favorite performances was a a mexican guy on a five gallon drum and another mexican guy playing a uh, a bass guitar had me mesmerized for more than 45 minutes just whipping it out a two-piece band and it's just amazing once you start gelling with somebody like i saw you gelling with this gentleman uh, with uh, uh let's see jamie potter on bass jamie potter, yeah. and he was just you know you were gelling together telling stories getting the vibe and it just got better and better throughout the hour that that i love that i love that like i said all i do is press buttons and i get to play the randy o'neill songs uh, out on the speakers you get to feel it you're playing guitar you're singing i mean it, you said you only started really getting back into guitar 10 years ago what made you want to pick it back up what was it with your day job and i'm guessing you had a day job and a regular career you know a, an upstanding citizen's career uh, rather than this show business and we can get into that if you want to talk about it 
But uh, what was it made you get back into it? Um, 10 years ago, I knew something was missing from my life. I had to get my music back. And, you know, when you're a kid playing in your sandbox, kids just come out and play. You know, as an adult, you lose your sandbox. And I knew that it was going to get harder to get people to play. And if I was really going to do this, I'd have to I'd have to start playing my instrument and start writing and learn how to you know write from the guitar. So it's funny. I started writing. And as you do that, you get to invite people back into your sandbox again. And videos are my biggest play, my sandbox. Like, come play. You want to be in a video? Come here. Like, just start jumping around. And don't tell mom I have kids jumping in and out of, you know, cornfields and stuff, you know. <laughs> well, I'm appreciative. I, I'm a child of the MTV era. I remember when Video Killed the Radio Star started playing. And then I had the ability not only to play records, but I had uh, two I had two and sometimes three VCRs set up next to each other. And I would have a video on one. And then I would play the video on the next one and I would play the video on the third one or the, you know, and just keep going that way. And I became a video jockey as well as a DJ. And I appreciate that you take the time to make music videos because, hey, my, my people at the Rab on Friday night are going to see the Don't Tell Mama video because that is just hilarious. So funny. And the sidewalk <laughs> video and the dance video, even so beautiful, such beautiful songs. And, and I'm going to I'm going to go back. I'm going to I'm even going to go back to the the going back lyric video that you have on there, because that's a beautiful oh song. I am just I, you've been doing this for long enough that you have ha, have gotten your you, you, you can tell that you've been doing this a while. But now, when you started well, 10 years ago, did you have to start from scratch or did you still I have some of the skills? Scratch, man. And um, the first song that I did a demo on, it was called Call My Name. And the guy's like, oh, this is a demo. And I'm like, I didn't know the difference between a damn demo and a radio ready. So I'm like, I figured out how to get it up on YouTube and all this stuff. And then I heard it and I'm like, oh my God, it's not mastered. This is complete disaster. And I tried to get it off and it's not. And it wound up on playlists in Germany and every place. So if you go, it's based off of Call My Name, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, you can tell that some of them are very raw. And, and a demo, anybody with a computer and a, and a cheap, uh, cheap microphone or even a phone, just a phone, you can record a demo. But it takes a, a good engineer, and very rarely uh, can a singer-songwriter be an engineer as well. It takes somebody who can actually mix and master, which... You know, I, I do it a little bit with the audio version of this. I will raise the levels to where they're all in one line and, and they're not peaking. And, and, you know, it's real light here, but it's real high there and it's real tinny here. It takes somebody who really cares about music and really been doing it uh, to uh, to really mix and master your songs. Do you have somebody like that in your corner that oh, helps yeah. you out? Tom Joy is my producer and I've been with him for five albums now. And um, we always use uh, Mike Cajun. Um, he's a Grammy-winning master, uh, music master. Um, so he's been mastering all my tracks. So um, he's backed up all the time, though. So you have to get his stuff in early. 
Well, that's the thing. If you start doing a good job, people keep calling you. Now, you, you yeah. I, I've seen you do videos and I'm looking at you and I'm getting a little idea of what's going on in your world. Just looking behind you, you have computers, you have mixing boards, you have speakers, you have microphones, you have songbooks set up behind you. Is that your recording spot? Is that your happy place? This is my creative space. I can write songs, right? And I'm not going to pretend that I'm a producer, I'm a mixer. I've learned my lesson, okay? Um, I will bring people into my sandbox and, you know, work with Tom Joy, um, let him bring things to life and add his his magic. You know, same with um, uh, videographers. There are people I can trust, you know, um, Moshe, Yudz, we won the award for Queen of the Barstool Two-Step Video of the Year. Beautiful. So, you know, I learned, to, you know, I'm not an editor. I've tried editing and it was okay. But some people are like, have the gift. That Queen of the Barstool Two-Step is such a popular song. Oh, my goodness. You've gotten hit after hit. There's over 600,000 hits. My loyal listener, you need to go over to YouTube, find that YouTube video it's 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 just primarily you sitting at a bar stool having some drinks singing some songs doing your thing well that's that video got uh, banned on twitter okay banned now it's a covid song during covid i had begged a bar to to open number one the sidebar in pompton lakes opened up so nobody could be there while i was filming so we had to get a little creative and we lined up, you know, line them up, I'll shoot them down. So there were shots on the bar, and I, that's what got us banned off of, of Twitter. <laughs> so, and if they knew it was only iced tea that I was shooting down, because I don't drink beer. So but, I, I'm like you, I don't touch this, this stuff but, anymore. So and I had a beer in my hand because I'm at a bar, and I'm like, eh. but it got banned on Twitter. But Twitter before <laughs> Elon Musk, and even now, is supposed to be freedom. Freedom of speech. Say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Be whoever you want. And somehow you get banned for drinking <laughs> drinks? Come on. <laughs> Only you, Randy O'Neill. I, I, I see I a whole lot of crazy stuff come down my Twitter feed, whether I like it or not. I wasn't looking this up, and it popped up on my screen. I think I can handle uh, a Randy O'Neill taking shot after shot of tea, of iced tea. Yeah, for I sure. See, right? Okay. Well, that's the concept of that video. And that's, man, it's great that you have a team that is behind you, that is helping you, because that's what we need. You know, you said that you had a record deal. You had somebody backing you up. What, what, what was that all about? Why, how did, and, and they dropped you. Tell, tell me the story of, of Randy O'Neill and, and record companies. It was COVID, so it was like, what, six years ago or something? About six years ago. Now. I got this a little publishing deal with CEN, which was a, a, a division of Sony, the indie division. People don't understand, like, the indie industry has grown so much, the record companies are trying to figure out what to do with us, right? How can we make money off of them because we're not making any money? So, um so I had a little publishing deal and COVID hit and they're like, oh, we're reorganizing with Sony, you know, goodbye. They broke their contract and I still put out Here I Stand, which um, Wilderness Man is on there. 
um, Here I Stand, um, some good stuff on there. And it, it, it started to do really, really well. I started to get some attention with my videos. Um, so I kept going and I released Full Moon Rising. Now I'm with, um, right now I'm with Big Records, another indie label. Mm -hmm. Seeing how that goes, I might uh, might do some through, add some. I think I still need to add some people here. So well, I've been talking to a lot of the people from Big Records, and from what I I can tell, they're a good promotion company. Uh, they don't necessarily press and release records. That might be a division that they're working on, but I, I think that they're helping to promote people. Uh, from what I'm looking at, from the outside looking in, um, I, I I think they're they're they care. I, I don't know, you know, how many uh, uh, pieces of a dollar they're taking from you, uh, but I think if, if it's not too much, you're getting some value because they are putting you yeah. out there. And yeah. I, I, hey, that's the reason that we're talking. I'm very excited about this is that I get to meet Randy O'Neill, find out what makes you tick, how you became who you are, why you play the folk music, the Americana type music, the the country type style, but you really don't, you don't limit yourself you you do covers of rock songs but in your style you put your flavor on a you know your randy o'neill style on different types of music i mean what are the different types of music that you grew up with when you were a, a, a little baby oh, I, uh, musician I, I grew up uh, i was a bit of a rocker you know and then i in, in college i went hardcore alternative and i had the shaved head the mohawk the tail. I was running around this ultra conservative camp campus, like this punked out, you know, and it was pretty funny because I was running like six clubs. I was president of six clubs. I worked all the time. Um, and then, you know, I was looking for a producer before I found Tom Joy and I was interviewing producer. And this one guy said, I think you should go country with your imagery, with your songwriting. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. So I went to another one. He said the same thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I went to Tom and we're like, we were doing, uh, I'm not that girl. And he didn't say we're going to make a country song. He said, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. And later I figured out that I'm writing country songs. Yeah, we're not going to make a country song. We're making a song. And it's a, we're making it, a song. Uh, and yeah. I really like songs to be what they want to be. Exactly. I work on tempos and um, rhythms. You know, Don't Tell Mama needed to groove. It needed to be fun. Um, there's another song called uh, Unknown. And I said, tone this down because it's this big, angry song and it's not supposed to be. And we totally Lucinda Williams the whole thing out to this spacey thing. And it's just what it needed to be. So we take things, how the feel is, you know, what the temperament of the song is. And we go from there. Yeah. There's a process to it all. I'm, I've just finished watching uh, all of uh, get back from the Beatles. And, and I know people on this podcast are going to get tired of me talking about it, but I, I did when I, as an outsider looking in, I don't know what a collaboration is when you bring a song to somebody and you tell them, Hey, help me work out a guitar and work out the drums and work out the bass line and maybe put some keyboards into it. I don't know what that process is until I watch this documentary of these four fabulous uh, musicians. And they are, they were all great musicians. They all could play all of each other's instruments. You see Paul up on the drums. You see John on the bass. You see, you know, everybody on the piano, which is great, but I don't know that process. Do you, do everything in that room right there where you're at 
or do you take it to people and say, help me work this out? I had different song coaches. I had different song coaches um, that I would turn to and songwriting circles. Um, and then I would take it to Tom and we'd work on the feel and the texture and bass lines and things like that. Uh, again, I, I know a smattering of bass. I know the theory of bass. I can play a little keyboard. Um, but, you know, we bring in the talent for that. Yeah, you said you went to college. Did you go to college for music? Do you know how to read and write music? Or what did you go to college for? Oh, okay. Um, to, I wanted to minor in music, but I was putting myself through. And music majors had to rent studio space and all this other stuff. It was expensive. So I didn't have the money for it. So I had two majors and a minor. It was political science, social science with a minor in education. What did you do with it? Um, I taught for a couple years and won a teaching award. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not reaching the kids that I want to reach. And that's when I went back for um, counseling. What grades did you teach? Um, middle school, high school. Were you teaching all the subjects or, or just or music or what? Or political science? No, no, no. I was history. History. History is great. I have no problem with that. I do another podcast where I, I learn stuff. You read an article and become a, an expert on the, on said thing because that's how the internet works, right? You read one article and you're an expert? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh, what are your favorite subjects right. of uh, history? What, what's your, your favorite era? Um, I like world history. I think U.S. history is kind of boring, and I think we don't pay enough attention to world history. Uh, we don't know enough about what's going on in the world today. Um, we're like, oh, Hamas, Hamas uh, attacked again. Well, if you were watching historically, you know why they're attacking, you know, like, and, you know, United States little instigation roles in a lot of this stuff, you know, it's, it's not a surprise. So I, I really like things on a world international forum. Oh, it's an amazing what a, a teacher can do. Uh, Mr. Osborne wasn't my teacher, but he was my best friend's world history teacher. So occasionally I would go in and, and uh, audit. You know, I wasn't supposed to be in that class, but sometimes I'd go in and sneak in and audit because Mr. Osborne was an amazing world history, keeping us up with current events, uh, making sure that we knew what was going on in the world. What was Ronnie Reagan doing up in the White House? And what, uh, you know, what are the things that are going on, in, in, you know, locally and globally? You know, um, but uh, I appreciate world history. I appreciate contemporary American history, stuff that was going on right now. And, and of, yeah, World War Two. That's my uh, uh, that seems to be everybody's jam every year. One, two, three movies are going to come out about World War Two, which is fine, which is great, because that means that people are paying attention to history. And hopefully that never happens again. No more wars. OK, no more big wars. We can we can squabble. We can squabble. But no more huge wars. This Hamas thing, it's crazy. And they're still uh, they're still doing it in in, uh, in Russia as well. That war hasn't, yeah, hasn't ended. People have forgotten about man. it. <laughs> and and well, you, you get to write about it. You get to write about it and sing about it and, and, and protest. Because I mean, COVID, COVID is pretty much over. I, hopefully. Uh, you know, I know it's it's always going to be around like the flu. But, you know, it's it's kind of over. It's kind of old hat. I had it last week, so don't even go there. <laughs> Were you the last one to get COVID? Did they still have shots? Did, did they still know how to treat the stuff? I mean, it's over. Stop it. <laughs> last oh, week. Apparently not. I'm 
like, oh, this is a cold. Let me do a COVID test just in case. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but did it hit you hard? Were you were you under the table or was um, it a flu? Um, it held on. Like I was sick the whole week. Wow. And then I had the medication and I think that made me a little sick too. So I, I don't know. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're back. Is your voice okay? Were you were you uh, without voice? There were two days where I I was barely speaking. That yeah. had was that scary yeah. or what? For someone who who depends yeah. on their voice to lose it, does it, is it did you feel like oh this is never going to come back again? No, I had faith. I had faith. You know that it, you know this too shall pass. <laughs> you know and I. No, I just relaxed, watched my Brit TV for a while, and I'm all better. Okay, I'm a little bit of an Anglophile myself. I, I appreciate some some Brit TV, uh, but uh, t- is that something that you're into, watching the English shows? Midsummer Murders, like, is an obsession. Okay. The British Baking Show is an obsession. The um, I, I think the, the, the is Murdoch, the Murdoch Mysteries, that is yeah. is on loop out there in the living room, <laughs> and and we've been watching Mister Murdoch solve his mysteries around the turn of last century. Not even the turn of this last this past century. The turn of the last last century around the eighteen nineties. I appreciate that history as well. I appreciate the clothing and the discoveries made at that time. There were electric cars in nineteen hundred. In, in the 1890s, there was electric cars, solar panels. They were working on that stuff, and it all got shut down. What do you think? I, you know, oil is a big business, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I had a car in uh, 1985 that was getting 55 miles to a gallon. It was a Honda Civic. And then there was this big oil thing, and all of a sudden that car went away, and you, you could barely get 30 miles to a gallon. I'm like, what happened? here my car was getting 55 miles to a gallon yeah and it went away oh i remember the honda civic my girlfriend had the honda civic i loved the honda civic that thing ran for days uh, uh, without having to go get filled up and yeah now i uh, my van barely makes 14 to the gallon and i have to love it or leave it you know Uh, i need my van because that's the only way to carry my equipment around you know uh, if i can get away with with driving a, a small uh, you know, a throwaway smart car, I would, but I, I, I can't, not yet. It, it hasn't caught up with me yet, but I, I wish that the, okay, I, yeah, I'm guessing that it was the, the oil of fank, factions that killed the electric car. I've seen uh, documentaries, heard podcasts about that, but, um, you know, we, we, hey, now we're just trying to play catch up, trying to figure things out. Right, right. Oh my goodness. But, okay, so tell me, about the the equipment that you have behind you. I'm seeing a microphone. I'm seeing a computer. I'm seeing stuff. Do you have the right um, uh, the right kind of equipment? I see the guitar. The right kind of equipment that you can make the tracks at least good enough to where you could send them to your engineer and he can mix them down for you. Yeah, I mean, basically, what you need. Um, I have a little mixer aside of me. My guitar. Uh, a few microphones that I have um, yeah, behind me, my Sennhauser. Um, and I, I can, I can send him tracks. I usually go in or go in person when I can and we work on stuff. 
So yeah, I do have, you know, the basic technology. I'll throw a baseline down and he'll come up with something way better. So <laughs> oh, I appreciate yeah, that so much. Yeah. You know, I just, that's a new guitar. I just bought a, it's a Peacock Blue PRS uh, Piazzo. It can, uh, has two inputs. One, if you want to play electric, one, if you want to play it like an acoustic. What? That's, hey, Carlos Santana yeah. never had that PRS, did he? He just came out with it. It's new. So, and I have a hand injury right now. My knuckle is mangled. I think I damaged some cartilage, so it has to heal. So I needed something really easy to play, but acoustic sounding, so. No, that sounds like an amazing piece of machinery. I, I know that famously, Car Carlos Santana plays the Paul Reed Smith, the PRS uh instruments and and he he made those things sing oh you know some people hate on him but i love the guy i, I love the way he plays uh, and he, it's not this is somebody who doesn't sing he's the producer he's the the guitarist and he'll have guest singers such as a randy o'neill you might be called in uh, to come play on a carlos santana song i'm putting that out there in the ether Come on. She works yeah, well with others. That. Let's do that. Collaborate. Yeah, I, I give him credit. He, he's got a very distinct sound. When you hear it, you know it's Santana. Yes. Love him or not, that's his job to come up with a style, and it's very distinct, and he adds his, you know, personal touch to everything he does, you know, and that, that's brilliant. What, what do you think your signature instrument, your signature uh, sound is that when somebody hears this sound, that's the sound. Is it something that you play on a on a on an instrument, on a guitar, on a piano, or is it something that you sing with your voice? That that's where they're gonna find out where Randy O'Neill lives and breathes. I think my where I live and breathe. Ooh, I'm falling apart. I think where I live and breathe is my my phrasing, um, what I bring to the lyrics. Um, I work really hard on textures when I come out. How am I building the song? How am I building the line? You know, um, and we always leave a lot of space, you know, to build up on a bridge. So, you know, there's a lot of nuances there. There's a lot of like octave jumps that I, I kind of do, but there aren't like so in your face. So it's a lot of texturing that I think makes me distinct. Oh, my goodness. It just it, it is so nice. A lot of the songs that you have so peppy, like I said before. You know, you got Daddy's Pride is a beautiful song. Uh, Treat Me Right. Oh, these, I, I was listening to them today and I was kind of like thinking about them. I walk alone and these are all songs that just, you know, you're, you're, you listen, you can kind of groove whatever you're doing in the house. You kind of put that on in the background and yeah, make you feel a certain kind of way and all the day's troubles just kind of wash away. You know, and, and it's the, it's your, your voice. It's the way you play. It's the feeling that you give to your songs and nobody else can give that feeling to your song. Now, are you, are you writing all of these songs yourself and producing them for the most part? Oh yeah. All of them. Amazing. All of them. I mean, there's very few, yeah. if any, um, covers that, that you have here. I mean, if you were going to do a yeah. cover because of the copyright issues and stuff. I have one co-write that I did with Anthony Krizan. Um, I think it's on Woman I Am. No, not that girl. Um, it's called Little Misunderstood. He was from the Spin Doctors. 
Yes. Anthony Kruzan. So we did a really cool co-write, a little misunderstood. So that's that's the only co-write that went onto an album. From the um, Spin Doctors you're talking? Yeah, the guitar player from the Spin Doctors. Oh, because uh, that's Kruzan. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my we wrote uh, Little Misunderstood. Um, oh, I need to find that one. I don't think I got the pleasure of listening to that one. That's beautiful. All right, Randy O'Neill, I got I got homework to do after we're done with this podcast. Now, here's another thing that you did that's very smart as a singer-songwriter, as a performer, as a creator. You made yourself a Christmas song as we roll into the holiday season. <laughs> Randy O'Neill's Holiday to Remember. And that was three years ago. But the good thing about holiday music, Christmas music, is that it keeps coming around over and over again. And hopefully people keep listening to it and put it back on track and buy another another tune for their holiday party. And make sure, and and you get a couple pennies in your uh, in, in your Christmas stocking. Isn't that cool? I just redid that video too. I made it into a lyric video, and I thanks for reminding me. I got to put that that up. I'm gonna take the other one down. Um, but it's hard because you got to write holiday songs like in the summer because you have to have them ready to go by the holidays. So it, it's a little hard. And for me, holidays growing up were very stressful. You know. These family gatherings, oh my God, you just couldn't sleep a whole for a whole week. So mine is really trying to find, you know, my sisters would we would cling together, and then we kind of grew apart. And it's about, hey, can't we come together as a family, and like we used to do, you know, like you were there when I skinned my knee, like. Can't we come together now? So it's a really kind of a sweet little song. It's not really, you know, you know, sappy, but it's but it's for us that holidays always weren't always what they were supposed to be. Oh, you know that's relatable. My goodness, I, I grew up in Miami. My whole family was living in Miami. Now we're all spread out. I'm in Arkansas. My mom's in Tennessee. My brother's in Walla Walla, Washington. The only one left in South Florida is my my dear old 94 year old grandmother still in Key Largo, you know, and, and uh, yeah, we're all spread out. I haven't seen my grandma in years, but at least I get to keep up with her on the phone and talking to my brother on the phone. And and yes, there's times that we grow apart. So that song, very relatable. I'm sure that I'm not the only story of families that have spread out for, for one reason or another, whether, whether it be job opportunities or, you know, do you happen to be able to uh, buy a house or get a property in a certain area that's not close to home so uh, yeah it, it's and i and you're right about uh about writing christmas songs and holiday songs during the summertime because uh right after halloween they unwrap the uh the bow that is mariah carey and she's starting to sneak out of her box oh uh oh uh oh oh queen of christmas here she comes <laughs> that that she is Man, she's made tons on that one song, man. She she could have one career on that one song. Well, for real. Yeah, that's what you you'd, you'd hope for. I I I have not written a hit, uh, you know, let alone several hits. I would love to be a one hit wonder and make my money and and go buy a farm someplace, uh, you know, way off in in the in the wilderness or I don't know. I I guess I'm a city boy, so maybe someplace in the, closer to town. But uh, you know, a, a Juice Newton. Playing with the Queen of Hearts. She had the one song, and I think she moved to Montana. She's done, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> if I could, I have actually, Holiday to Remember was forwarded to Hallmark to be in one of the Hallmark movies. And I'm like, yeah, do that. 
get it in there. You know, that'd be awesome. Well, tell me about that because that's another you know, way. Uh, you know, I, I wonder how how artists are making m- money uh, doing this business we call show. And uh, what is it? it did you submit it to uh, Sync or some of these other things? Sync licenses, yeah. Big Records has some connections um, with some music supervisors that were looking for certain types of songs. So I submitted a, a series, and one of them went to Hallmark. So because um, they they do. I boycott them now because they start Christmas way too early. <laughs> you know, I Seriously, think they <laughs> Halloween, they ignore Halloween and I'm not down with that. Like Halloween is rocking. I love horror movies. I love them. You know, October is all about horror movies. AMC, I'm rocking it 24-7. And they're like this Christmas stuff. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be doing that. But I hope they use my song anyway. Yeah, I was uh, just talking today about my best friend and I, John Canada. He was uh, how we were uh, at the movie theaters laughing at Jason and uh, Mike Myers and Freddy Krueger. Get him. Get him. Come on. Get him. Yeah. Get him. Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Go get him. Evil Dead is so good. That's my movie. That's my jam. Evil Dead. 28 Days of, of Night. Is it? Is that one? Ah, okay. I know that there's a movie out there called that I, that you recommend. Oh, my, okay. Come on now. Vampires go to Alaska because there's a couple, like 28 days where it's totally black. The sun doesn't come up. Is that genius? Perfect. Vampires can, can be up all day because there's no sun. Now I got to. so the town's in trouble. They cut the town off and, and have at it. Now I got to find that movie, 28 Days of that Night. That is brilliant. Yes. Yes, I, I dig a vampire. I, you know, over the last week, I saw Lost Boys again. That uh, Kiefer Sutherland made me dye my hair blonde back in 1987. I did it. I had blonde, spiky hair and the trench coat, the duster, yeah, and the boots. I'm, 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 and I dragged my best friend John Canada into it as well. He's wearing the duster and the boots, and uh, and we're we're vampires. Yay, 1987. Hey, kids, I I love it. Oh. Back the 80s, bring back the 80s. Come on, let's do it. Bring back the 80s. Let's see if this uh, if this shows up on the screen here. 80s, I see it. I see it. 80s, and then uh, this says, I kind of have more 80s hair. I kind of went you do with my hair. It's a little Pat Benatar, a little bit Pat Benatar in there. I like it. When you said you used to be a rocker, I say you still have that rocker attribute, you still have uh, you know, the 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 rocker. Oh, what uh, Goonies. I have a Goonies one up here. Oh, this is great. So <laughs> never say die. <laughs> I love it. I, I love your music. I love the things that you're doing. Uh, you know, I hope that this gets more ears on Randy O'Neill. Get on the train and uh, and learn more. I got Randy O'Neill.com and your link tree that I'm putting in the show notes to uh, send people in the right direction. Are there any shows coming up? In the near future or the distant future? Okay. Um, I do a show. There are two ways to get on my uh, internet streaming. Monday nights, I do a show called On the Ranch, where I take Americana artists, uh, indie, and I try to spotlight them. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. I'm having a good time with that. That's Blast Music 24-7 is producing that, and um, it's going really well. So, um and then I have a fan page called the Lost But Not Private Club. It's called the what? The Lost But Not Broken Club okay. on Facebook. 
Tell me about you that. Can find me. Um, just just go um, on Facebook. So look for the Lost But Now Broken Club and ask to join. And I live stream to my fans every Thursday night. I just talk to them. Sometimes I play. So they get to see all the videos before they come out. They get to hear songs as I'm making them. Like, for example, there's a line in Don't Tell Mama. Um, and somebody, Paul Castiglia goes, no, you should say you found your wild side. And I'm like, of course I should. Boom. They helped me, you know, edit my song. So um, I, I love my fan, fan page a lot. Well, okay. That brings us right around to the beginning again. Don't tell mama. And, and let, let me dig into that song a little bit more. Uh, was there things in your young life? Everybody uh, tries to break out. You know, when they're teenagers, they try to figure out what they can get away with, uh, push their boundaries. Uh, what were the boundaries that you pushed? Let me, let me give you the one that I did. I'm living in Fort Lauderdale and uh, I stayed out overnight at the beach on a Friday night until uh, Saturday. I, d- I didn't come home and my mom didn't know exactly where I was. I was only 16 and I, I, I pushed that boundary. But, you know, hey, there, they, when I was a kid, really, my parents kind of knew where I was most of the day, but didn't know exactly where I was. But that was a different time. Just tell me about the, the crazy thing that you did. Okay, this was I was counseling a student a couple months ago and she was a hardcore, she was from the Ukraine and, but she was doing crazy stuff. Right. And the one day she comes into my office and she is hysterical. I mean, inconsolable. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? You know, she said, my mama caught me doing this. And I had to do everything I could do not to laugh because here was this hardcore girl, tough as nails, and still the thing they worried about is getting caught by their mothers. And I'm like going, oh, yeah, you and I have things to talk about because I know exactly how you feel. You know, I know that game and I realize all of us do. So I went home that night and wrote the song. Um, don't tell mama because everyone has done that and hope they don't get caught. Well, I mean, Hey, my mom had her, her problems, but let me tell you, if anybody was picking on me when I was a little, little boy and I was getting bullied, if I was a, 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 you know, a little boy, all I had to do was say, I'm telling my mom. And usually that backed people away uh, unless they were totally psychotic. But when some, uh, when a, a young man or a young lady get, uh, says, uh, I'm getting my mom. The neighborhood knows, okay, I'll back off. He's getting his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still, you know, back in our, and it, and it holds true today. Like, she was terrified of her mom, disappointing her mother, you know, and she was, I was telling you, she just wouldn't stop crying. And Don't, um, don't tell my mom. Yeah, you know, there's stuff I did last week I don't want my mom to know about. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> tell that. You know, I saw uh, an, an older lady, probably in her in her 60s or, or so. She came out of her house in her socks. I had some business to do with her and, and she came out in her socks. I said, my mom would still beat me if I came out on the porch with my in my socks. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have to have respect for our parents. Hey, look, they're not perfect. Hey, you know, I, I know that, I, that my mom's had problems. She's had her demons. She's battling them now. I think she's on the wagon. She's doing the program. I'm so proud of her. She told me all about it on the podcast. So I'm okay with saying it. I feel pretty good about that. Anyway, I, I you know, I, I, you said your, your parents were battling their demons that 
Did they ever win? Um, Paul, I, he sobered up, but he was a bit of a dr dry drunk. He passed about two years ago. And um, it's kind of allowed the family to do a lot of healing. And um, my sisters have come together, um, really trying to help my mom. So, um, you know, it allowed me to move back home and kind of reconnect with things. Anybody else in the music biz? Are they all singing with you at all? Not a one. <laughs> I mean, what do they think about this? Do you put on a show in the holiday times or Sunday meeting or, you know, any of that that stuff? Oh, we'll watch everything I do, buy my albums and stuff. And then I have one that, you know, hasn't seen has, in 10 years, hasn't seen me play. So <laughs> I don't think anybody in my family watches these podcasts. And that's and that's OK, because I got plenty of other people that watch them. That's fine. That's fine. My loyal listener out there. You know what? The biggest, the best advice I ever got is you can't pick your family, but you can build your community of support. And that's what you do. You build your community of support. All right. That brings me down to the, the wind down. Let's land this plane because I, I got to be mindful of people's, uh, of people's times. I, I think I did one of these podcasts that was over five hours. Hey, it happened. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to keep them down to about an hour now. And I don't want this to be the last time that we chit chat as time progresses and you have more things to, to promote. Come on back, Randy O'Neill. But uh, if you want to give some shout outs to people that have helped you along the way, you've already given some shout outs, but you can, rename them and uh, name check them and, and let all the people know that you love them. Well, you know, I'm always happy for my fans and my, yeah, always with the fa fans, you know, they're number one, you know, they're the reason I do this, you know, to reach out. Um, but those who have supported the journey, like Tom Joya, when I walked into the studio, nothing but respect. And we have this great symbiotic relationship, which I really love. I found some people, uh, group Modern Musician helps me market, um, Jonathan Wax, Joe es uh, Estrada from uh, Upstart Entertainment has been there for a while. Um, and I've, a few musicians, we started our own company, Artist Edge Collective, helping other musicians brand, write songs, learn how to gig, learn how to market. So check that out if there are any artists out there who want to level up, because um, again, COVID was a big learning curve for me. So um, giving back with that and helping other musicians, you know, not stars in your eyes. We're just teaching you how to turn a corner and how to use the tools that are out there without charging a ton of money to do it. So we're really just trying to help. See, Randy O'Neill, that's so. a wonderful thing. Once we get to a certain age, once we get to a certain uh, education level, we start teaching other people. You have that teaching in your background. You have it, you know, in the back of your mind. You might as well uh, take what you've learned and pass that knowledge along. And perhaps you can uh, become a recording studio or an agent uh, to help other people become, uh, get to the levels that they want to get to. And, you know, and hopefully this get, helps you get to the next level. I mean, where do you where do you want to go? Do you want to, to tour around the world or do you think that, hey, let me stay close to Pennsylvania if I'm doing my live shows and uh, do be a recording artist? Do you want to be that that person going around the world or what? Oh, I want to tour. I want to tour next next week. I'm going down south to, to talk to some radio stations, people who support people who are playing my music. Um, I've done it before and then I, you know, do shows in the area. So next spring I will be touring again. Uh, I'd love to go international because I have pockets all over the Ukraine, New Zealand. I have a strong following there. 
Spain has come on strong lately. Um, I'd love to work with somebody to do a Spanish song. That would be the coolest thing ever. So, you know, a lot of things, you know, rolling around my head. Gozando la buena música. <laughs> ah, sí. Me gusta. Ah, la, la, ya comienza la fiesta. Oh, man, I told you I'm from Miami. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, yes, uh, you know, it, it's so funny. Uh, big in Japan used to be a, a thing. Hey, we're not so big here where we live. But we're big in Brazil. We're big in Japan. We're big in the Ukraine. There's those, and it'd be, it, it would be great if you had the ability and if we're afforded the resources to get to those pockets and play right in their faces. It would, it would be a jazz for those fans to be able to see Randy O'Neill in person. Oh, I hope that happens. I, I hope that happens for you. New Zealand, I have to. So. I, yeah, okay. New Zealand is big on my list. See, and, and you're talking about COVID. And I'm talking about New Zealand. I'm looking at you, New Zealand. It, you know, if there were, if there was one other place I wouldn't want to live, you know, that I would want to live other than the USA. Yeah, I think you, New Zealand's one of those. But I think they're, they're very strict about letting those outsiders in. <laughs> oh, they, they closed up there. They rolled up the bridges, closed the airport. They were done. They were done. And if you did make it in, you quarantined at a local hotel for like a month. But they're they're done with that. You can fly in now. So yes, all, good. all right. Well, all we'll good. see. We'll see you in New Zealand, Randy O'Neill. I'm putting that into the ether as well. <laughs> so Carlos Santana, call Randy O'Neill for a collaboration. And New Zealand, whoever's listening out there, call Randy O'Neill. Get her over there. She wants to come play for you. All right. And you'll bring your, your new PRS guitar, uh, acoustic and electric. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So beautiful. It's got to go this way. It's got a great finish, too. It's a big guitar. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous finish. All right. Uh, let's finish this thing off. Uh, I always finish with last words for the people. This could be words to live by. This could be something you heard a long time ago. Maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Randy O'Neill, give the last words for the people. You know, every Monday on TikTok, I do a Mindful Monday, which is kind of my thing for the week. And one of the biggest things I try to get people to do is, for mindfulness, is find their sandbox. Don't forget to take a break, find your passion, whatever that is, because otherwise stress just builds and builds and builds. You can't turn off your head. It keeps churning, churning, churning. You have to find ways and, and get into your sandbox, invite other people there and, you know, just live your life. Be who you want to be. Well, there you have it, party people. What a nice lady, Randy O'Neill. She's been doing it a long time long time but really really pushing for it over the last 10 years uh, and you can see it you can see it in her face you can hear it in her voice is that she's loving it she puts all her soul into all the songs that she does and and the songs tell stories they they have substance to them and, and you're gonna and a lot of them have bounce a lot of them have, have a lot of pep to it so uh you're gonna get not only a a, a lesson learned and maybe a piece of what was going on at the time in her life, in Randy's life. Uh, but also you're going to get a little, a little fun, you know, while you're, while you're doing your chores, while you're hanging out, you know, washing your car, pop her on the radio, 
You know, uh, she still she still has CDs available on her randyoneal.com. Uh, you, you know, you just uh, instant message directly to her. I'm sure she'll send you a CD. She might even sign it for you. You'll have it in your hands. I only have a few CDs. Most of them are tacked up on the wall. I have even fewer record albums also tacked up on the wall right here next to me. So um, I'm glad that there's still physical items. I miss having records in my hands. And she picked up that CD and still got CDs. It's not all streaming. I know a lot of the a lot of the folks like their streaming. It's it's at the, the tip of your fingers and uh, very quickly accessible. But there's something about holding a, a CD or a record album in your hands, reading the liner notes, looking at the artwork, finding out stories that about the people that wrote the songs. And Randy O'Neill, you've got a lot of stories. And some of the some of the songs are your stories. And um, that's a, a magical thing that you could do is take those ideas in your head and put them to put them to music. <laughs> you can make the demos and you got your engineers that are mixing and mastering. <laughs> that's little tips that you've you've said to my loyal listener that's trying to break it into this music business. Uh, break into the business in general is make sure you have a good team around you that know what they're doing. The videographer, the the sound engineer. These are these are good things. People that can recommend the the right guitar, the right instruments, the right paper to write your songs down and train you even to read and write music. Randy O'Neill, you got it all. And you're teaching the next generation. That's another another fine skill, another superpower that you have. Randy O'Neill, you work well with others. That's beautiful. All right, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Thank you so much, Randy O'Neill, for being on the program. Make sure you click all the links in the show notes, randyoneal.com. That's the first link that you need to go to. Um, oh, now I turn my attention to you, my loyal listener. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What. The music you want. Hey, guys. This is Shelly G with a fast fact. Annie Lennox holds the record for the most Brit Awards, eight to be exact. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter, at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube, at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan. What Makes You Famous podcast 
is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>